comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Looking at overcoming stagnation, part three. Overcoming stagnation. Overcoming stagnation in life, part three. Overcoming stagnation in life. Nothing is more frustrating than standing still when you want to move. When you are driving and you hit the traffic, and the traffic is a very slow-moving one. It's not comfortable at all. When you go to the bank, you want to draw your money. And there's a long queue there. And the teller is not fast. It's not a nice feeling at all. When you are proposed to someone you love, and it's taking forever to get a feedback, sometimes it's not a nice feeling at all. We naturally do not want to be stagnated because we are generally born to progress. God has wired us to desire progress. You see, it's the nature of God to progress. And he has put the same nature in us. So we don't want it. So when you live a life where you are not moving forward, you feel very frustrated. And in this season, God is giving you speed. You are not just going to progress, but you are going to progress speedily. Can somebody release your faith and catch it? Overcoming stagnation. Deuteronomy 1 verse 6. The Bible says, The Lord spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mount. And then chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, You have compassed this mountain long enough. Somebody say long enough. enough. Say long long enough. He said, You have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn ye northward. It's your season of turning around. I said, it's your season of turning around. It's your season of turning around. He said, you have dwelt long enough. One gentleman sat long enough. And we find him in John chapter 5. And verse number 5 all the way to 9. Now a certain man was there who certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Verse 6. When Jesus knew, Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Ask your neighbor, do you want to be made well? Because (laughs) Jesus... (laughs) Jesus had a very interesting way of addressing the matter. Because, you see, sometimes somebody is sick, they give him medicine, and he won't take it. Sometimes you think it's only children who are like that. They are adults who fear drug like something. They just fear it. You see, an adult go to the hospital, they say they want to give you injection. Injection, ah! So Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? Because sometimes, 
Like in this case, which I'm sure we'll look at somewhere next week. Amen? Amen. Yeah, it will help somebody to change and make a shift for the better. Amen. Praise God. Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? Because sometimes some people are not well, not because forces are against them. Sometimes they are their own enemies. They don't want to be well. And if you don't want to be well, Jesus will not waste his time. But I know you are here because you want to be well. Amen. And the grace to be well is coming upon you. Amen. He said to him, do you want to be well? The man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. This guy here, he didn't want to be well at all. Because simple question, he was answering it wrongly. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Do you want to be well? He said, no. He said, yes or no? No, be so. That is why we are going to consider the subject we are dealing with because, you see, sometimes we want to be well, but we don't even know where to start from. Praise God. You must know. You must know. Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And the Bible says, immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. By the time this program is over, immediately you are getting well. Immediately you are changing level. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's not going to be long. It's going to be quick. It's going to be fast. It's going to be swift. In the name of Jesus. He said, I will do a quick work. Even if you were told you will not believe it. This is your season of quick work. This is your season of quick happenings. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm not talking about something progressive. I'm talking about something sudden. I'm talking about something immediate. In the name of Jesus. Immediately you will land your job. Immediately you will conceive. Immediately the contract will come through. Immediately you will break through. Shout a believing amen. Last night, we started by examining Newton's first law of motion. That establishes that for any object to move, it must generate a force. A force must come against it. It says that every object will remain at rest or in uniform motion in a straight line unless compelled to change its state by an action of an external force. They call it the force of inertia. When an object is in a place, the way you are stagnated, if you don't generate a force, you'll be stagnated forever. A force must be generated to change your level. There's no plane that can move forward if it desires not to taxi. A force must be generated, an external force. And last Monday, we saw how sometimes there are certain things that have been raised. I think Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. Let's see. Zechariah 1 17. My, 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 my. Somebody's shifting level. If you are that person, your amen will show it. Amen. I said your amen will show it. Amen. Zechariah 1 verse 18. He said, then I raised my eyes and looked and there were four horns. King James. And I said to the angel who talked with me, what be these? And he answered me, these are the four horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. <laughs> verse 20. 
And the Lord showed me four carpenters. Then said I, what come these to do? And he spoke saying, these are the forms which have scattered Judah, so that no man did lift up his head. Your head is being lifted up. Amen. God will lift up your head. Amen. There were horns that were raised, so no man could lift up his head. Permanently stagnated. No man moving. No man going forward. No man coming. Everywhere is stored. That face is over now. I declare that face is over now. I declare in your own life that face is over. In your own life a new chapter has come. In the mighty name of Jesus. So a force, a counter force must be generated. Praise God. Yesterday, we saw one of those vital forces. We call it the force of thanksgiving and praise. Somebody say force of thanksgiving and praise. The force of thanksgiving and praise. We are looking at the force of prayer. The force of prayer. Somebody say the force of prayer. You can even say the force of prayer and fasting because that's what we are doing. The force of prayer. The force of prayer. The force of prayer. The force of prayer. Look at what the Bible says. James chapter 5 verse 13. He said, is any afflicted? Let him pray. Is any afflicted? Now, this man sat with an affliction for 38 years. 38 years, no solution. Is anyone afflicted? Is anyone stagnated? Is anyone bound? Is anyone limited? Is anyone not making progress? Let him pray. Let him pray. Let him pray. May the grace to pray rest upon somebody. Let him pray. Is anyone stagnated? Let him sleep. Is that what the Bible is saying? Is anyone stagnated? Let him lie. Is that what he's saying there? He said, is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. Let him pray. Let him pray. I look at the life of the man, Jacob, and I see stagnation all through his life. Jacob. Right from infancy. When he was being born, there was stagnation because he struggled with his brother and he was stagnated. He was left behind. Praise God. Left behind because that's what we said. That one of the definitions of stagnation is when you are left behind by others. Almost in everything you do, people always leave you behind. Everywhere. If it's marriage, you are left behind. Business, you are left behind. Almost anything you engage in, people leave you behind. Hey, in this season and in this hour, I declare to you that God will put you ahead. The first shall be the last and the last shall become the first. In the name of Jesus. Your season of being behind is over. I said your season of being behind is over. Jacob was left behind. Left behind. Left behind. His father blessed him. But he came into Laban's house and he was still left behind. The blessing upon his life was not speaking. Blessed of God, but it was not speaking. Broke on every side. Didn't know what to do. Then one day, in the book of Genesis chapter 20, 32, verse 25 to 29, Jacob had an encounter like we are having an encounter now. When he saw that he prevailed against him, he touched the whole of his thigh, and the whole of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he rested with him. Verse 26, and he said, let me go 
For the day breaketh, and he said, I will not let thee go, except thou, except thou, except thou, except thou. He had dealt with stagnation all. He went to work for somebody, and for over 10 years, his salary was not increased. Where they started him with probation from, they decreased it until he was leaving the company. Praise God. If that is not stagnation, I don't know what it is. But when the season came and he encountered the angel of God, resting with him in prayer, the Bible said his name changed. Look at, go to verse number 17, 27. Number 27, verse 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? Because that's where the stagnation is. The stagnation is on the name they have put on you. There's a tag someone has put on you. There's a tag that has been assigned to you in the realm of a spirit that is not making you advance, in the realm of a spirit that is not giving you speed. Tonight and in this season, I see that tag removed. I see that tag removed. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the tag that makes you trail every time in life, that tag is permanently removed. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, what is thy name? Did they ask him, where did you go to school? He, he captured it where it mattered most. But check it. The Bible said he rested with him until the breaking of day. And in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, he said, for he rested not against flesh and blood. Rested. rested. What of Jabez? His name was made pain. The mother, the day he was born, they put a name on him. He said, you'll be called pain. And that stagnated him. Everywhere, pain was his identity. He enters into a relationship, they will give him pain. He goes to work, they will give him pain. And nowhere he went to pain, one pain after the other. One pain after the other. But one day, this man came to God like we are coming to God in this season. In annoyance, in anger, he came to God and said, God, my mother conceived me, but you made me. And if you are the one who created me, you can recreate me. In this conference, in this season, God is recreating your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus, he spoke to God and said, Oh God, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. And enlarge my cause, that thy hand may be upon me, that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that I may, it may not grieve me. Then the Bible said, God granted him that which he requested. Whatever you are going to request in this season, those issues you have documented on those prayer expectations, I declare as God's prophet over those items, and I decree that they are coming to pass for you. In the name of Jesus, every delay in the realm of the spirit is over. Every delay in the realm of the spirit is over. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hannah. Married. But for years will not conceive. The Bible said one day she was in bitterness of soul. And engaged God. There must be a change. You see, there is a kind of prayer by the time you have prayed. You yourself, though physically you have not moved, but spiritually you see that the level has changed. That's the kind of prayer somebody must pray in this season. Because if you sleep as usual, you will miss it. When you love sleep, God's blessings and packet for you will sleep you by. This is not a season. This week must not be a sleeping week for you. Wake up earlier than normal and seek the face of God. 
Engage the prophetic words you have received. And then see yourself shift into another realm. I see, you happen, I see it happen to you. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho, he and his disciples, a great multitude and blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Blind, blind, blind. When he heard, somebody say, when he heard. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. You see, what you do with what you hear matters a lot. I said, what you do with what you hear matters what? A lot. Several prophetic utterances have gone so far into this month and into this season. Many have heard it, others are engaging it. It's not what you hear that transforms you. What you do with what you hear is what defines or transforms you. What you do with it. What you do with it. It's not what you hear. He said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Whatever you hear, if you go sleep on it, it won't work. It won't work. This man heard that Jesus was passing by. A lot of people had heard it before, but they ignored it. But the Bible said, when he heard it, he began to cry out. You have heard God is bringing us into a season of new chapters. That is what you stand on and you begin to cry out. Lord, my position must change. Lord, in the name that is above every name, as your word is gone for, this month, this season, my level must change. My new chapter must appear. Now, that's how you engage the prophetic word of God for a change of level. You don't sleep on it and confess it and go up to bed. Never works like that. Never works like that. Never. Began to cry out, son of David, have mercy upon me. Verse 49. Then the Bible says, and the people, verse 49, please. So Jesus stood still. Go to verse 48. Yeah. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out the more. Many warned him. Praise God. Many warned him to be quiet. This is something that I'll be using later. So just take note of that. Then he went on, verse 49. Jesus called him, stood still, and commanded him to be called. Your calling must go through tonight. I said you must call and get your call through tonight. In this week of fasting and prayer, make time to make serious calls to heaven and expect the calls to go through. He cried out until he was heard in the crowd because Jesus, everywhere he went to, multitudes thronged him. So, he was disturbing the whole traffic, human traffic. But he was heard, and when he was heard, Jesus stood still. In this season, God is stand still for you. God must stand still for someone. God must stand still for someone. If that person were you, your amen will show it. Your amen will show it. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Even Jesus experienced stagnation. Praise God. Born to be the savior of the world. Grew up from age one to age 30. He had saved no one. He was just uh, in some carpenter shop, just putting some tools together. <laughs> Praise God. The savior of the world had become a carpenter. <laughs> Instead of saving the world, 
He was just roofing some few houses in the area. Stagnated. Global business. You are just running it in a kiosk. Stagnation. Praise God. Stagnation. Something that must go everywhere. Global idea. It's just resting on a notebook somewhere. Stagnation. Stagnation. But Jesus went in the spirit. Was led in the spirit. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. He went into fasting and prayer. And the Bible says, Jesus returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Luke at verse 2. Being tempted 40 days by the devil. And in those days he was, he ate nothing. And after that word, when they had ended, he was hungry. Verse 14 to 15. Go to verse 14 and 15 and see. Oh. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. And news of him. Somebody say news of him. Listen, after this week, news of you will travel. Oh. News of this church will travel after this month. News of your business will travel. News of your lack will travel. News of your lack of job will travel. And jobs will come to you. In the name of Jesus. News of your business will travel. News of your singleness will travel. News of your childlessness will travel. And the children are coming to you. Give me a believing amen here. News of him. When he returned, news of him. Verse 15. The Bible says, look, keep, the, keep it there. Go back to verse 14. He says, and news of him travel out all through the surrounding region. Now, until this time, the only place his ministry was regimented, stagnated to, was in Nazareth. At, at that place, that's where they knew him. And even there, they knew him as a carpenter. But when he shifted levels spiritually, everything shifted. Listen, I told you for Monday, your greatest challenge is that your spiritual level is low. Shift a level spiritually and everything will shift. 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 Three ways the force of prayer empowers you to overcome stagnation. One, it grants you revelation. It grants you revelation from God about the issue at hand so you can deal with it more effectively. It grants you revelation. Not it grants your revelation. It grants you revelation. It grants you revelation about the issue at hand. So you can deal with it more effectively. You have to know. Until you know the cause, you cannot uproot it. The Bible said now the ass is laid to the root. Some of us are dealing, there is a problem, the challenge has a certain root. But you don't know the root and you are just dealing with the leaves. You are just dealing with the leaves. Some people have been left to die because the real disease they were having was not diagnosed early. They were treating all manner of wrong things. By the time they got to it, everything was over. That shall not be your story. Amen. I said, that shall not be your story. That, that's why we need revelation. When Judah was scattered, Jerusalem was scattered, they thought it was a war. A natural war that was taking place. But there were horns, spiritual horns that had been released. And they had been mandated. that as for this family, nobody lift up his head. As for this business, no one sells in. That was a, 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 an arrangement that had been made in the realm of the spirit. That was what was going on. They were operating in the natural, but it was beyond the natural. 
Jeremiah 33, verse 3. He said, open down my eyes. He said, Jeremiah, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will eight and mighty things which you know not. Which you know not. When you discover what you don't know, you are ready to take new and better actions. There is something you must know. How will you know it when you engage the altar of prayer? God opens up seas. In this season of prayer and fasting, in the night vision, may God open up things to you. Spiritual things that are going on in the family, you don't understand. Certain stagnation, certain issues, you don't know why they are occurring, but they are just there. The revelation of God is coming to you. God will show you where the thing is coming from. God will show you the secret of that thing. And you will cut the root down. In the name of Jesus. Daniel chapter 2, verse 17 to 19. Daniel 2. Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Ananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. What happened? He asked them to ask the God of heaven to show them mercy by telling them the secret. God will show you mercy and reveal it to you. I said, God will show you secret and reveal it to you. He will be merciful and show it to you. Sometimes what we are dealing with is a natural thing. Other times, there are supernatural elements involved. You just think that, oh, it's just business that is not good. What you don't know is that somebody has thrown something into your soul. And things are working. A place where you used to make sales. 10,000 a day, 5,000 a day. All of a sudden, you are not even making 2,000. You are just there, dollar, 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 dollar. Listen, it's not dollar, dollar. This is not dollar. Some spiritual spells. Last Sunday, I told you about a gentleman last week when I was called to an office where somebody had thrown something into the office. Thrown it there. Whatever the intention was. I've been thrown there. There are things that people throw in the realm of a spirit. Daily. And if you are not aware, you can consciously, you can unconsciously walk into things. But thank God the Bible said we will tread upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Praise God. Most times when we read, we will tread upon, we just think like that. You have to wear the right shoe. You have to wear the right shoe. You don't walk on a nail with a chalewati and expect that your blood will not ooze from your leg. That's why the Bible said, put on the whole armor of God. Because you'll be treading on stuff. Put on the whole armor. He said, be short with the preparation of the gospel. Your feet, your feet, every part of your body needs to be covered. You're just walking naked. Hey, they will use you for changing out. But that is not you. I said, that is not you. That's why we are fasting and seeking the face. Because something must shift for somebody. I don't know about you, but I want to see something shift for someone. God is set. You must be set for it. Comes your revelation. Revelation. Number two. Prayer gives you the opportunity to deploy angels to destroy. All satanic entities fighting against your progress and advancement in life. <laughs> See? Where we read, he said, there were four horns which had been released against the destiny of Judah, Jerusalem, that nobody lifted up his head. And 
When you are dealing with certain things, and I like it, you saw what the Bible says. He said, and there are come four carpenters, which are what? Angels. Somebody say angels. angels. Say angels. angels. Ooh, the Bible says, a great and effectual door is open unto me. And there are many adversaries. If you are dealing with demonic entities, you also need angelic entities. When the angels of God are deployed, every satanic resistance will give way. Amen. And one of the avenues by which we engage the ministry of angels is through prayer. In the book of Matthew 26, verse 52 to 53, Jesus said, put thy sword in its place. For all who take the sword shall perish by the sword. Verse 53, take note of that. I said, do you not think, now, do you not think, do you think, or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legends of angels? Can you see that? I will pray my father, he will provide me with what? 12 legends. So in prayer, we can deploy angels. Am I communicating here? We can deploy angels. I know some people talk about Yebo Obitu. I don't know about that one. But I know you can deploy angels on your behalf. And your angels are spiritual entities. You see, that is why you need to understand the dynamics of spiritual warfare. When we are warring in the realm of the spirit, we don't use natural tools. Sometimes you see some poster, somebody with a, a, a knife. <laughs> Praise God. It's amazing. <laughs> the question I ask, where will you meet the spirit? To now, Bonito. <laughs> Praise God. But we deploy our angels. Somebody say angels. Amen. Deploy them. Lord, any satanic agent opposing my forward movement, any satanic element, any demonic resistance, every horn of the enemy that is resisting my advancement and progress. No! I decree the release of angels. I pray down angels. Let the angels of God scatter them. Let the angels of God, that's how you engage the ministry of angels. You are there just eating chocolate and salad. Listen, you missed it. They will be on your neck for good. Deploy your angels. That's what we do when we, we stand in prayer. Number three, prayer releases uncommon favor for speedy accomplishment. You see, you cannot be stagnated when you are favored. You cannot be stagnated when the favor of God is what? Upon you. When God places his favor upon you, stagnation must give way. That's why in this fasting, favor is coming upon your life. The favor of God is being released upon your life. When we stand in prayer, one of the things we do is to provoke the release of favor. Sometimes they call it grace. The same thing. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It said, wherefore, Hebrews 4, let us therefore come boldly. Somebody say, come boldly. Let us come, and you are sleeping. Yeah, that's what the Bible is saying. Let us come, and you are sleeping. Come, you are sleeping. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. May the grace of God hit you now. Amen. I said, may the grace of God hit you now. Amen. May the grace of God hit you now. Amen. When the favor of God hits you, things happen speedily. I see you married speedily. Amen. I see you conceive speedily. Amen. I see you land a job speedily. I see us grow speedily. 
in the name of Jesus. Esther 2 verse 9. Esther 2 9. The Bible says, Now the woman pleased him. The young woman pleased him. And she obtained his favor. So he readily gave beauty preparations to her. Somebody say readily. When you read the King James, he said, So he speedily. In this season, speed is coming to you. 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 Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 4 to 8. Nehemiah 2 4 to 8. New King James. The, the king said to him, what do you request? See how prayer works and favor. Then the king said, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. Five. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight. In this season, God will give you favor. I said, God will give you favor. God will give you favor. Listen, to receive anything from heaven, eh, favor is a vital part of it. We could not be saved without favor. The Bible said, by grace, he has saved through faith. By the favor of God, we are saved. The angel said, Mary, he said, Mary, highly favored one. So conception is a product of favor. It's a product of divine favor. And that favor is hitting someone. Amen. If that person were you, your amen will show it. Strength favor. He says, he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtains favor. So marriage too is a product of favor. Everything works by favor. That's why when you lack favor, your life will lack flavor. When favor is not in your life, there will be no flavor in your life. Supernatural favor. And we, we, we secure that on the altar of prayer. Prayer. We say we are praying and then you are eating and drinking. You are not fasting. You don't know what you are missing out. The Bible says, so he began to speak and look at it. Go with me. Verse 5. If it please the king of that I may rebuild, go to verse 6. He says, Then the king said to me, The queen also sitting by his side, How long will your journey be? And when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Look at verse 7. Furthermore, I said to the king, because favor has answered. After this fast, you'll be speaking to kings and they'll be obeying you. I said, you'll be speaking to kings and they'll be obeying you. You go to your boss, he say, increase my salary and you will do it. You go to your boss, I want to be transferred and they will do it. Can somebody release your faith for that? If you spoke to the king, while you are before the king, you keep quiet and listen to the king. But when God gives you favor, the king will be acting on your instructions. In this half, every king in your life shall be acting in your favor. Yeah. One after the one after the other. Look at it. One after the other. If he said, if he please, I can let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river, that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. Verse eight, seven, eight. A letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must give to me timber to make beams for the gates of the city, the which pertains to the temple, for the city wall and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to him according to the good hand of my God upon my life. When you pray, the hand of God comes upon you. 
When Elijah prayed, the hand of God came upon him and he ran and outran Ahab on chariots. That's one of the things. When the hand of God comes, things happen speedily and quickly. In this fast, the hand of God has been released. The favor of God has been poured. Something, just like you heard the testimony, something that was supposed to take about six months a year. When he keyed into the prophetic word, within two months it was done. I declare to you things will be swift. Things will be fast. That building project will not slow. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How then do I pray quickly? How then do I pray? My way to overcome stagnation. Six ways to engage the prayer altar to overcome stagnation. Number one, create time to engage with God alone in prayer. Create time, create time. Please, this fasting season, if you look at our art, we say it's a time to retreat. It's a time to retreat, reflect, relaunch, renew and relaunch. How many of you saw that? It's a time to what? Retreat, reflect, renew and relaunch. It's so important that you take time off to really camp with God. Camp with God. Camp with him. Hello. The Bible says, Genesis 32, what brought Jacob out of stagnation? Jacob was left alone. Not with many people. When we close, be left alone. Some of you are fasting, but when we close, that's all. When you come, the, the 40 minutes prayer we do, that's about all you do. Create time. This is a special week. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Create time and say, Lord, I am camping with you. This issue must be resolved permanently. This issue must end permanently. Enough is enough. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Now, that's the way to engage. He was left alone. Jabez, nobody was there. He engaged God alone. At the time Hannah was praying, the rest were eating. All of them were eating. She alone, she was left alone, praying, praying until she didn't even have a voice to pray. What of the man we read about, blind Bartimaeus? When he was crying out, he was left alone. How many of you saw that he was left alone? In fact, people who were around him told him to keep quiet. He showed you how lonely he was. But by the time he came out, Jesus said, Call him for me. The moment he said, call him for me, you know what? The same people who shut him down were the same people who went to call him. Now, the same people have looked at you and mocked you. When God visits you this time, when God visits you in this season, they are the same people who broadcast your testimony. In the name of Jesus. Hear me. There are people who are mocking you. They say, when will you marry? When will you bring your child? When will you also share your testimony of a job? When will you see movement in your life? Don't worry. Don't fight them. Don't trouble yourself with them at all. Because those are the same people. That when God visits you, they are the same people. They are the same people who will go and tell people, hey, come and see. Sister A has delivered. Sister B is married. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Now, they are the same people who share your testimony to others. They told blind Matthias, he said, calm down, for he called thee. Calm down. Jesus even didn't say that. He said, call them for me. Call him for me. Then their language changed. There are people who are mocking you, their language is changing. Before this year is over, beginning from this month, I see a change for you. 
a clear change, a clear shift in the name of Jesus. If I be a man of God, it shall be so for you. If your faith is on the line, it is yours. In the name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. Please take your seat. Pray with desperation, fervency, and persistence. Number two, pray with desperation. Somebody say desperation. Pray with desperation, fervency, and persistence. Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. That's desperation. He was desperate. I will not let you go until you bless me. Persistence. I will not let you go until. The Bible said, the more they shouted at blind Bartimaeus, the more he cried out, the more. He cried out, the more. Nobody could silence him. He was persistent. He was very persistent. The Bible said, ye that make mention of the Lord, in Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 and 7, ye that make mention of the Lord, I've set watchmen over you, O Jerusalem, we shall never hold your peace, day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. Keep not silence and give him no rest until he established and until he made Jerusalem a praise in the earth. I'm not communicating somebody at all. He said, give him no silence. And you are quiet. Give him no silence. We saw blind Matthias. He will not keep quiet. They say, keep quiet. He said, for where? I must move. My level must change. I must go to another level. I must marry. I must break through. I must have my job. I must have my children. I cannot be quiet. I pray that the grace to be restless will come upon you. The grace to be restless will come upon you. When demons are on your case, you are resting. Sitting somewhere drinking coke. At this time, at this time, pray with specificity. Pray with what? Specificity. Be specific in your demands. Be specific. He cried out. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? 49 to 52. What do you want me to do? Jesus stood and commanded him to be called. Then he called the blind man and said, be of good cheer. He's calling you. Verse number 50. He says, and throwing aside the garment, he rose 51. Jesus said unto him, what do you want me to do for you? That is why we have this prayer expectation. Praise God. What do you want me to do for you? Document it so that when I do it, you know that's what I did. Because most times, God does things and people don't notice what he has done. And it affects their thanksgiving life. And God withdraws his hand from them. Because Malachi chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, he said, this commandment is for you, O ye priests. Malachi 2, Malachi 2, this commandment is for you, O ye priests. If you know here and lay it to heart, to give the glory unto my name, I will curse your blessings. So there are times God does things in our lives. But when we fail to give him the glory for it, they can be turned into something else. And most of the time, it's not that we intended to uh, take it for granted, but because we didn't document it. Pray with specificity. Jacob, what do you want? He said, until you bless me, I will not let you go. I'm here for blessing. That's all I want. Jabez, he said, bless me. Don't just bless me. Indeed. Let it be obvious. When you say indeed, it means bless me until the blessing is obvious. Alert my course. 
Let your hand be visible on my life. From this fast, God's hand will be visible on your life. It will be seen the hand of God is visible on your life. When you walk into the office, it will be visible the hand of God is on your life. When you walk into the courtroom, it will be obvious the hand of God is on your life. Anywhere you find yourself, it will be tangible, palpable, feelable, visible. That the hand of God is upon your life. Can somebody shout a living amen? Shout a living amen. Amen. Pray in faith and expectation. Pray in faith and expectation. In all things, whatsoever you ask, believe in, it shall be done. In all things. Matthew 28, 21, 22. In all things, whatsoever you ask, believe in, it shall be done. It shall be done. So pray with faith. Pray with expectation. Pray in faith and with expectation. Proverbs 10, 24. He said, the fear of the wicked shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. All of those desires you have documented, they are coming to pass. I said they are coming to pass. They are coming to pass. Number five, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Spend quality time praying in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. When you pray with understanding is good. But it is better and superior to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Paul said, I will pray in the spirit. I will pray with understanding also. Romans 8.26, he said, Likewise, the Spirit helped our infirmity, for we do not know how to pray like we ought to. But the Holy Ghost makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Exercise yourself in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray. He said, he that speaketh in unknown tongue, speaketh not unto man. For no man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit. He speaks mysteries to God. And number six, boost your prayer with fasting, giving and passionate intercessions. Boost it. Boost your prayer with what? Boost it with what? Fasting. That's what we are doing. Fasting. Hannah boosted her prayer with three things. Fasting. Giving. Fasting. She was praying and fasting. They were eating, she was fasting. Feasting, she was fasting. Playing, and she was praying. Eating and drinking, and she was there. Dining and praying at the feet of the master. That's all. God visited him and changed his story. That same God is visiting you. I said, that same God is visiting you. Make sure that your prayer is also loaded with intercessions. The Bible said, God turned Job's captivity around. He turned his stagnation into forward movement. When Job prayed for his friends, it's a new day for you. It's a new day for you. Your amen is very sick. Your amen lacks faith. Your amen is doubtful. Your amen is not strong enough. I said it's a new day for you. It's a new season for you. It's a new chapter of joy. It's a new chapter of grace. Stand on your feet and begin to speak to God. Speak to God. 
receive grace to stand in the place of prayer tonight. Receive grace. Receive grace to stand in the place of prayer tonight. Receive grace. Receive grace. Grace to stand in the place of prayer. Hey, Grace to pray. Listen, this is not where you are coming to pray. We said create time with God alone. So this is the prayer you are praying here. You are praying and say, Lord, baptize me with the grace to pray. So don't... That's not it. <laughs> Jacob did not pray in church. <laughs> but you are praying and say, Lord, baptize me with the grace to pray. As I go, grace to pray to change my level. Grace to pray my way into my next level. Open my, your mouth and begin to pray. Panda daboko sabadiba. Fakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>